if you've been incredibly busy, but you're not seeing the results that you want to see in a real tangible way, this episode may have the key to fixing what's wrong. Being busy isn't what's most important. Working hard isn't most important. Working smart isn't most important. In this episode, I'm going to tell you what is most important when it comes to your success. This has been a very expensive episode for me. Let me tell you, and I'll explain to you why. I'm Desmond, and this is your Mental Mastery Moment. This podcast is about success for failures. Failures like me, who grew up in a world that valued conformity over creativity. People like me who have been made to feel like failures in the corporate structured world of education and the cubicle littered world of business. This podcast is a misfit's guide to discovering, pursuing, and achieving our infinite creative purpose. So welcome home. Let's change the world around us by changing the world within us. Man, this episode, I'm telling you, has cost me millions. No, seriously, millions, millions. I have been, since I was in my teens, an idea person. I've been a starter, and I've been somebody who's worked hard. I've had great ideas. I've worked hard on those ideas. But at the core of this episode is the reason why I haven't reaped the benefit of those ideas. I haven't reaped the harvest from all the work that I've done. It's because I started a lot of things. I worked really, really hard on a lot of things, but I didn't finish a lot of things. That is what is most important when it comes to your success. Not what you start. It's about what you finish. And honestly, the number one reason I have found I didn't finish what I started and most people like you don't finish what they start is fear. Fear stops us. And now I go over the fears. and This is not meant to be a pitch, but honestly, this is going to be good for you. I'm not trying to like pitch you something. It's free. It's a little report I did. I go over five fears that I found stop most people from finishing what they've started. You can grab that right now by going to pdesmondadams.com slash five fears. If you're on a smartphone, or even if you're not on a smartphone, if you're on a phone, you can text to 33444. So send a text to 33444, and in the text, write five fears. One word, five fears in that body of the text. Send it off, and you'll get this free report. Now, so that's not a pitch. You don't have to do that if you don't want to, all right? It's not required to listen to this episode. But now that I've said that, if you look at that, There are fears that stop us from finishing what we've started. And they've stopped me year after year after year after decade after decade. Seriously, decades of pushing and trying to get to where I want to be in life. And I have not gotten there because I didn't finish what I started. Because I I worked really hard, but I never completed and it was because of fear one of the big fears everybody thinks they deal with is the fear of failure that's not the biggest fear that i find most people have but you know it's one that everybody understands well i don't want to fail what if i fail what if i fail? that's not your big fear that's not stopping you because you failed before you've done things that ended up with failure and you did them 
and you tried something else and it ended in failure and you tried something else and it ended in failure. The big fear that I find most people confront or are stopped by is the fear of success. Seriously. You're like, what? Success? No, I want success. I fear success. I freaking don't fear success. I want success. I yearn for success. I long for success. I have this burning desire for success. It's not true. You fear success. I feared success. I still work on this to this day. How do you know if you fear success? I go into that in this report, again, that you can get, and I'm not going to pitch it again. If you want it, rewind it and listen. But I go into that in the report and then a follow-up email that I sent specifically on the fear of success. Here's why we fear success. Because we have programmed our subconscious mind to believe that success has burdens. If I launch, let's say you want to launch your own podcast. You want to do what I'm doing. You want to launch the John Smith podcast, right? Don't name it that, okay? Just <laughs> So you want to l- launch a podcast. Well, what happens if it takes off? What happens if people love it? You think on the surface, consciously, you think, oh, great. I'll, I'll get sponsors and I'll make some money and it'll be great. And, da, 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 and it'll be, no. Once people are depending on it, now you've got to put it out every single week. Success means now you have a burden. Success means now you have an obligation. And you now fear that success. Success means people will look to you as an expert. Now you have to act like an expert. Now you have to talk like an expert. Now you have to perform like an expert. You fear that success, don't you? Now you're maybe saying, nope, I don't. I am an expert. But maybe you're one of the exceptions. Most of us aren't. We have set up this image of what success looks like. I told you once in a previous episode, I was reading about what Glenn Beck's day is like. It was a, or it was a great interview he had actually with um, Tim Ferriss. It was fantastic. Glenn Beck and Tim Ferriss. Listen to it. It was on Tim Ferriss' podcast. And he talked about what his day is like and how he goes from the radio side to the TV side, and as he's walking, people are handing him, he's got staff handing him information. Every moment of his workday is choreographed, and every second is utilized to its maximum. I listened to that, and I thought, wow, I don't know if I like that. Now, put your politics aside. I'm not, I'm, listen, I politics side, don't, don't worry about that. Just think about somebody who's doing, if it's President Obama, you don't like Glenn Beck, President Obama, same situation. He's got people who are handing him information. He's got every day orchestrated, every moment of the day laid out. Somebody knows exactly what he's going to do at any given moment during his day. It's burdensome. And you think, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I want that. And I realized then I was like, maybe I am really dealing with this fear of success. And maybe you are as well. You see successful people. Marcus Lamonis. Never know how to say his last name, but he's from The Prophet on CNBC. By the way, this Friday, I think I'm going to do an episode on five TV shows that won't fry your brain that I think will really benefit you. Uh, And I like The Prophet. It's on CNBC. It just finished for this season. But there are a few shows I actually DVR. But anyway, it's this Friday's episode. So if you like that, you want to know what's some great TV shows that will really encourage me and motivate me and help me reach my goals and not just be a mind-melting, vegetative thing, Friday. All right, back to this. Marcus Lamonis, he's a busy person. 
He's he's a million multimillionaire. He runs Camping World, but he's also got this TV show and he's invested in a bunch of small businesses. A friend of mine told me about him coming to a kids party, a friend of the family. He was a friend of the family, came to the kids party. He showed up, came in. His time was so orchestrated that he came in. Hey, how's it going? Stood around, enjoyed, you know, had good time, social. But he had a specific time when he had to wrap it up and get going because he's got things to do. And I heard about that and I was like, I don't know if I like that. I don't like having this thing like I've got to do, okay, this. My brother, when he goes on trips and things, he's like, he's trying to fit everything in. He's like, he's like, okay, on day one, we're going to do this in the morning. Then about 10 o'clock, we're going to go do this. Then at 11, we're going to do this. Uh, one o'clock after lunch, we're going to here and here and here. And then we're going to do this. And then the next day, we get up at seven. And I'm like, what? That is not a vacation. That's only like a work day to me. So maybe, I say all that to explain, maybe that's what you fear. Maybe you fear that very busy schedule and you fear that success for you means it's going to rob you of your freedom maybe it means it's going to rob you of your ability to set your own schedule so you may fear success maybe there's another area of success that you fear get the report i'm not going to pitch it again rewind the episode if you want it okay the other fear that i think a lot of people and i i think this because i know it it affects me a lot the fear of mediocrity it's huge for me it's also called perfectionism It's something that keeps us from finishing, in particular, keeps us from finishing what we started. Because, here's what our mind says, if I'm not done, it's not mediocre, because I'm not done yet. Well, of course you don't like the color of that background. I'm not done yet. Of course you don't like the font I used in that graphic. I'm not done yet. Of course you don't like the way I wrote those emails in that email nurture series. I'm not done yet. And as long as I'm not done... It's not mediocre. So I keep working on it until it's perfect. Well, there's no perfect. So we keep working on it until we just drop it. And then we start working on something else. And we have another great idea that we're going to work on. Fear of mediocrity. It is stopping so many people, and maybe it's you, stopping you from reaching the finish line. Find out about the other fears. That's just three. Fear of failure, fear of success, fear of mediocrity. There's five fears that I find most people just can't. They they stop them from finishing what they've started. And again, if you really want them, rewind it, find out how to do it. Or if you remember, go ahead and do it. But I don't want to be pitching all up in the show. So here's something to realize as well. This is big. This whole inertia thing. You've heard about it in your science classes. You've heard about Newton's laws, about inertia and a body in motion will remain in motion. I think that's his fifth law, third law. Somebody's going to correct me. Correct me. At P. Desmond Adams on Twitter. Tell me what it is. I think it's his fifth law. Newton's fifth law is a body in motion will remain in motion. I don't remember exactly. It doesn't matter. The truth is that if you're in motion, you're going to remain in motion until you hit something of force or power that is of equal resistance to what you're doing going forward. And a body at rest will remain at rest until it's confronted with something. I don't know. My science teacher's going to be really mad. I don't remember that. But I get the idea. There's this inertia thing where you have to use so much extra force. Think of a rocket ship. It's sitting there on the launching pad. Tons of weight. Tons of friction sitting there. It's got to expel so much energy just to get off the ground. Just get that first five feet off the ground. That's overcoming the inertia of being still. And that's what happens to us in our projects. We have this inertia thing. And here's what 
here's what works. It's it's great. It's bad in one way because it takes so much energy to get going. It's fantastic because once you're going, it takes such little energy to perpetuate that motion, to keep it going. The amount of fuel that's expelled in the first 500 feet of a rocket launch or a space shuttle launch is astronomical. The amount of fuel that's expelled the next 100,000 feet is minuscule. It's amazing. So inertia is phenomenal. It's tough to overcome when you want to get started, but it's fantastic once you're already going. Keep it going. So use that in your favor. It's the Wednesday episode. I know it's a little late. I'm sorry. Most of you don't care that it's late because you're probably listening to this on Thursday or Tuesday or whatever. But I try to get these out the night before uh, Wednesday. So it's the self-discipline issue uh, episode. It's it's about... Um, you know, doing what needs to be done and finishing what you've started. And, and the, the thing with, with inertia, it's beautiful is if once, if you use it in your favor, if you capitalize on inertia, meaning once you get something going, don't stop because then, first of all, it's going to take a lot of force to stop. It's going to take something that's intimidating you. Maybe it's one of those fears I mentioned, but then once it stops, it's so hard to start again. So don't stop when you stop. You're going to have one heck of a time trying to get it started again. If you've ever run a race, I ran a 12K one time. And I know when you stop, now you could walk, you could slow down to walk, even then it's difficult. But when you stop, it is so hard to go again. And that's the same thing you're dealing with. Because in a race, you're also dealing, just like in a project, you're, you're not, it's not just physics, It's actually mental stuff, too. It's the mind has this inertia thing, too. When you stop, you have to mentally prep yourself to go again. And you know going is painful. Continuing to go doesn't mean an increase in pain. It means a perpetuation of the pain. Being stopped and trying to start again means an increase in pain. So your subconscious mind is saying, no, if we start again, we're going to increase pain. If you're already going and you want to continue going, your subconscious mind realizes that it's not an increase in pain. It just means a perpetuation in pain. So all you have to fight then mentally is the idea that the pain would stop if you were to stop. But going isn't about bringing more pain on. Does that? I hope that makes sense to you. I really, really hope that makes sense to you. I'm talking about the mindset part of this. So just don't stop. Keep going until you're finished. Now... Let's talk about what finished means, okay? Because that's important. Finished might mean when you're laying in a coffin if you've set really, really gross, giant goals. But finished also means you could just be checking something off of your to-do list or a project planner or something like that. My dad, when I was a kid, he always repeated this statement. I've never heard anybody else say it except my dad. So I'm going to own it because my dad's passed now. So this is going to be Desmond's statement. And I'm going to apply it towards project management and finishing what you've started. So thank you, Dad. I'm going to use this. He's also the one who wrote on my 18th birthday card, may your reach always extend beyond your grasp. He was quoting somebody else, but we won't get into all that. But it stuck with me. At 18, I was kind of screwed up. And he said that. And it was big for me. And I never forget it. And that's why I end every episode with it. My dad used to say this thing every single day and he said it came from something he learned in the army he would say at meal times take all you want but eat all you take 
Now, if you've heard somebody say that to you, take all you want, but eat all you take. Please let me know. My dad is the only one I've ever heard say that. So please let me know if you've heard that. Take all you want, eat all you take. It's actually a great mindset when it comes to our projects and productivity. I mean, it's not limiting in any way. Take all you want. Start as big a project as you desire. Set your dreams as high as you want, but eat all you take. Meaning, if you're going to pile up your plate, you better make sure you can eat it. Finish what you've started. When I was a kid, leftovers on our plate were eaten the next day cold. Listen, this was in the 70s, okay? The 70s, early 80s. Microwaves had just come out in the 80s. Listen, it was cold or it was dried out in the oven. You had your choice, either cold leftovers or dehydrated leftovers. And let me tell you, cold, my dad's an Englishman, cold liver and onions, not that great. Even if you like liver, and I didn't, I do now. Even when I was that age, I despised it. So you finished what was on your plate. And you also did this. You learned to take smaller plates of food. You learned to not pile up food on your plate. Finish that plate of food and go back for another serving. Take all you want, but eat all you take. So you would take smaller bites, if you will, smaller plates, and you would finish them. So you had this finishing. I finished. Now I'm going to go back for another piece of liver or chicken or spaghetti, more plate of spaghetti or something, but that was the mantra at mealtimes in our house. Take all you want, but eat all you take. And here's the thing, and this relates to that. Success isn't about what's on your plate. It's about what isn't on your plate anymore. Honestly, I find myself, and this is not easy for me to admit to, I find myself sometimes trying to impress people with what I'm doing or going to do. Not what I've done, but what I'm doing. And really, seriously, that's not easy for me to admit talking to you because you listen to me. You want great advice. And now you're thinking, oh, this guy's a screw up. Why do I want to listen to him? Well, we're all screw ups. That's why. And, And I think I've learned from a lot of them. Sometimes I want people to think I'm doing something amazing, but I'm only doing it. I haven't finished it. I need to learn. And this is something I work on. and I've actually been practicing this to just shut up until it's finished and tell people what I did, not what I'm doing. That's a big, big distinction. If you're in a food eating competition, and I don't really understand that, but you know what? We're blessed in America that we get to have competition and see how much food you can eat. People around the world, they must look at that in disgust. It's not about how many hot dogs are on your plate in front of you. It's about how many aren't when the timer goes off, when you're done. So here's what I want you to do today. Finish something. Figure out what you can finish today. Maybe it's a big task. Maybe it's a small project. Maybe it's a major goal you said a long time ago. Finish it. If there's nothing within your sights, reset your definition of finished. In other words, grab a smaller plate and finish that plate. Maybe you took a giant platter of food when you started. Redefine what finished means. Take a small plate, go up, fill it up, and finish it. What will end up happening is you'll program your subconscious mind to understand that you're a finisher. You're a person who finishes what you've started. And when you do that, you will finish more projects. I hope this helps you today as always. I hope you give me feedback on this. If you love this podcast, go to iTunes, pdesmanams.com slash iTunes and leave a rating or and a review, just a short message. I thank you so much. I want to see you achieve success by finishing what you've started. I want to see you take all you want, but eat all you take. 
My name's Desmond. Thanks so much for you giving me a small chunk of your day. May your reach, as my dad said, always extend beyond your grasp. Bye.